Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey guys, it's Mom Taraj, the podcast about being a mom that thinks that most mom stuff is super boring. So we created our own posse. I'm Ashley. And I'm Carrie. And we are ready to walk you down the red carpet of motherhood. Hey, everybody. Hello. We have got a great show for you guys today. First, we are talking about women who are 60 plus and weed. Weed. Then you've obviously heard that the writer's strike will impact the new TV that's coming out. So we've rounded up what to watch when content starts to run dry. And as always, we have our hashtag swag bag. But up next, take it away, small child. Taking shit. Okay, I'll start. Matt's office flooded. Backstory. We had friends over and we don't know if it was their kid or Sebastian, but somebody plugged the downstairs bathroom sink and left the water running. So Danny, my friend, called me over and she's like, Ash, come look at this. And I was like, oh, it really didn't look bad. It was a little water overflowing. I figured she had just seen it. I was like, let me go get some towels. So I go downstairs to the basement and then I hear water just really coming in and I go back to Matt's office, which we've been redoing. His office is just fucked. I mean, there is water coming in through multiple different spots in the ceiling, a light socket, his baseball cards, Tom Brady rookie cards are fucked. I know Tom Brady's not a baseball player, but still. His computer monitor is fine, but so much shit. So now we're in the process of just figuring out what's happening. Mind you, Danny and I had been hanging out all night and in the middle of being a little tipsy. We're like, well, we got to fix this. We're pulling out baseball cards and any kinds of other cards that Matt has and drawing them off. And that was the first thing we tended to. I was like, leave the computer monitor. I got to fix these baseball cards. This is the thing he's going to care the most about. Now we're just trying to figure out how do we handle this? Now we have to call a water damage specialist. We just don't know how much of a pain in the ass this is going to actually be. So that sucks. You just finished the pavers. It's just always something. This is the thing. People say, oh, it's better to own your own home. And I get that. It is better to own your own home as opposed to renting. But at the same token, when something like this happens, you're responsible to take care of all of that out of your pocket and figure that out yourself. It's not like you just call your landlord or your super and they figure that out. Just homeowning, it's constantly something. So you make headway, you fix some shit up, and then something else has to be fixed. We're lucky to be in this situation. At the end of the day, nothing really bad happened. But it's just a pain in the ass. It is just a pain in the ass and hopefully isn't going to rake us over the coals financially. The tits are, went upstate to be with my parents. My dad has done so much to the store. I saw that he moved where the counter was. I saw that on the Insta. This is a little country general store and when they first bought it, it was really dark and kind of depressing. Greeting cards that read like, you know you're a redneck when Budweiser clocks on the wall. I 
parents have done so much work and put so much money into it. The new floors, they've painted, they've put new shelving in. It is looking so good. I am so proud of them and so happy. And on top of it, it was so nice to just get away from ambulance noises and sirens and anxiety of being in the city and just have some absolute quiet and play outside. So I really enjoyed it. And I'm hoping that this summer I can just be up there so often. And they just bought a boat this weekend. Oh, wow. Look at them. We'll have a boat to go out on the lake. I'm very excited about this very full, crazy summer. Well, that's my shits is that my summer is booked up already. Mine's not fun. I'm doing this master's program, which I'm really happy about. I know, like, can't stop talking about it. Sorry, guys. It's the new nose job. Look, I know I'm the first one to talk shit on it, but it is the center of your world right now. I guess I just didn't realize that it was an intensive master's, that it's done in one year, and that's not normal, that master's programs are usually two to three years. So I have a big course load, and I have other jobs, like this job and parenting, and I took a summer four-week position teaching camp again at a different place. And then in the fall, I'm a high school theater teacher in Montclair. Did I know that? I don't think so. I am the assistant theater teacher, and I'm three days a week in the fall. And then in the winter, I'm five days a week, plus taking classes. I was like, what? You're putting me in a school right away? I've only taken three classes. And they're like, yep, this is the intense. You'll be learning on the job. And I'm like, whoa, okay. It's good, but the shits are, I'm having to rethink who takes Luna to school, who picks up Luna from school, because it's happening so quickly. It's good in that it's only a year of my life, but it's a lot all at once. Having a good babysitter is really going to be a necessity for you for the next year and a half. Good luck with that. I know. Nothing is more reliable than high school kids. The good news is one of our babysitters is going to be home. She substitute teaches a lot, but I think she gets done like same time Luna does, so I will be probably asking her help quite a bit. But anyway, it's just it's like a lot for my brain to just be like, what? Because I made the decision and then I got in and then it happened in like two days. Yeah. My brain is still trying to figure it out. My tits are my sister is pregnant with a girl. Oh, that's exciting. After three boys. I was about to say, you'll finally have a girl in your family. Forgetting about your actual daughter. <laughs> my own child. After three boys, and we really thought this fourth one was going to be a boy too. We really did. It's a girl. Wasn't this a fertilized egg? Yeah, but they don't know. They don't? No. Don't quote me on this, but they didn't know until after the 13-week scan or whatever. Got it. So anyway, it's a girl, and I'm so happy for her. After all those boys, she just wanted one girl, and she finally got a girl. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
Okay, Matt actually found this article. Thanks, Matt. It's an article from Slate, and it's called It's Not In Your Head. Moms are way higher than they used to be. Basically, this article deals with women. Should we call them seniors? They're 60 plus. Advanced age, just like pregnancy. I mean, 55 and over, you are registered for AARP, or at least can be. Oh my God, that means Lee can register. You can actually register earlier, and I've seen a lot of TikToks. If you really want some good deals on shit, you should be registering for AARP. A-S-A-P. A-A-R-P. A-S-A-P. Yeah. So the article starts on a woman named Bella, who's 33, who takes a trip with her mother, who's 68, her stepdad's daughter, who's 42, and her stepdad's daughter's mother, who is 69. <laughs> 69. <laughs> the entire year I'm 69, I'm going to be like, <laughs> She says as soon as they got to their Joshua Tree destination, the three older women tore into their gummies as early as 9 a.m. She said they were like fisting handfuls of gummies into their mouth. So it seems that more and more older women are getting into weed. I want to party with these ladies. There's been somewhat of a senior marijuana boom in the last few years. They're the OGs. According to a report published by JAMA International Medicine, cannabis use among Americans 65 and older grew 75% between 2015 and 2018, which puts boomers just behind Gen Z in total weed sales. Honestly, I'm kind of surprised millennials aren't topping that list more. Right. So the data suggests that there are more senior men with a marijuana habit than senior women, but those levels do seem to be evening out, especially as legalization sweeps through the nation. And in 2015, only 1.5% of the women surveyed by JAMA reported routine use of cannabis. By 2018, three years later, that number had almost doubled to 2.9%. They say it's rare to see that much change in a three-year period. What a great way to spend your retirement. Absolutely. Treat yourself. Yes. So Shulman, 70, who works as a writing professor at the New School, told the author that among her circle of New York literary types, the women are indeed lighting up more frequently than the men. She says, I don't know any men who are using cannabis in my friend group. The women I know don't even like the legal dispensaries and would rather keep their dealer. Nothing says I smoke weed more than a 70-year-old professor of writing at the New School. (laughs) 100%. But also, this concept of women who would rather keep their dealer. I took a friend of mine, who I'm not going to name, but she is my mom's age. I took her to a dispensary, the one in New Rochelle. She was like, I think I prefer having a dealer. It kind of takes the fun out of it going to a dispensary. That was the first time I had heard that, and I was kind of shocked by that, because for me, it's kind of like going to a really fun store to go to a dispensary and look around and really get to pick. I feel like with a dealer, you don't really get your pick. It's just whatever. But this is the second time I've heard this, so I find it really interesting. You can't pay for a dealer with your credit card. More research needs to be done on older women's marijuana habits to find out exactly why. But Bella, the girl from the beginning of the story, has her own theory. Weed is simply the easiest and most accessible way for older women to party. But as marijuana has become more accessible over the past decade, it's provided a safer, more efficient avenue to mom's wilder years. Weed is also easy to hide and suitably debauched. The way it's marketed makes it seem like some medicinal solution rather than an item of inebriation, which is something that moms would prefer. Consider, for instance, that women are turning to weed to regulate their menopausal hot flashes. And mood swings, because the anger in the mood swings is universal for every woman I've known that's gone through menopause. They say it can also provide community. In 2023, some mothers even have their own stoner solidarity groups to kick back with. A growing number of women who identified as canna mamas, 
which we've covered. The millennials that were interviewed for the story are all universally thrilled that marijuana use or at least shame-free marijuana discussion has become a fixture of their family unit, especially in contrast to the war on drugs punitive mania that defines the parenting techniques of the 80s and 90s. As a kid of the 90s, and I know you're going to have an opinion on this too, it's fascinating to see how we've gone from dare programs at schools to now the conversation that I constantly have with my mom is, well, what are you going to do when Sebastian gets of that age? It's not something she partakes in. And for me, I've said, I'm not really sure, but the way that we're trending in the world, it's the same thing as alcohol. I guess I'll cross that bridge when I get there. I hide it because he's a child, but when he gets older, I don't want to hide it. I feel like we should be able to have an open discussion about it. I think we need to look to hippie parents because there's lots of my generation who had parents that were hippies and never hit it. Tell me about how that was handled for you with your friends. It was sort of the same thing as the parents that provided alcohol for the kids. They just treated it kind of the same. I had lots of friends whose parents were pretty open about it, but they were, you know, hippie parents. My parents barely drank when I was a little kid. My dad still rarely drinks and drugs were definitely not a thing that they partook in, wanted to talk about. They weren't weird and puritanical. Like if we don't talk about it, it doesn't exist. That's not what I mean. It was very much a big no-no. So in high school, to be honest, I never really had any interest in weed. I smoked it once and I really didn't like the way it made me feel. I felt very out of control and very scared. And it wasn't until I went to college that I started to maybe once a year smoke some weed. And now it's very much a big part of my life and very different. And a lot of times I will opt for that instead of alcohol. I do it openly around my parents. I'll sit outside and talk to them while I'm doing it. I just don't want to hide who I am with them. But I'm very interested in what you just said because I do think about it. With kids, you're not sitting there saying, yeah, go ahead, drink all the time. I was a kid who was allowed to drink in high school, but I still was very clear, like, the intention is not to get fucked up. It's just to have a couple of drinks. Did I abuse of that? Absolutely a couple of times. But really, that's how I was taught. The irony is not lost on me that the person who started the D.A.R.E. program, Nancy Reagan, was addicted to pills and alcohol. I forgot she started the D.A.R.E. program. Yeah, and she was a Betty Ford goer herself. Oh, that's right. She always went to the Betty Ford clinic. Pills and booze, pills and booze. So tell me, what's your experience with older women and weed? My mom does not smoke weed or eat it or anything. Mine either. But she's become curious about the trend. And I got her cream that has CBD and THC in it. And she's been using it on her arthritis and it's been really helping. And she's like, you'll have to keep me in it. And I'm like, you can go to a dispensary and get it. And she's like, no, 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 just buy it for me. My mom is curious and she is thinking this does seem to be working and it's better than alcohol, but it's still for other people. Yeah. But she's opening up her mind to her beliefs on it in relation to other people. And that's really nice. She's not looking negatively on it like she did before. My stepmom doesn't particularly like weed, but she was a partier growing up. She went to WVU, which is one of the number one party schools. For years and years and years, yeah. That was one of the reasons why she went there. In her later years, weed has not been a friend to her. She just hasn't had good experiences. But my dad and my stepmom were those cool parents that knew that my brother smoked weed since he was in high school all the time. And that was like the safe place to do it. My uncle, my stepmom's brother, is a huge pothead and has been a pothead since the beginning of time, like OG hippie kind of dude, and has always been open about it with his kids and everything. One of the things I touch on in this article is how for a lot of these baby boomers that are women that are now rediscovering weed, what made them stop smoking weed was entering the kind 
kind of adult world of motherhood and work and all these other things. So now that it's become more legalized, now that their kids are partaking in it, they're kind of rediscovering this thing. And like you said earlier, I can't imagine any better way to spend your retirement than just stoned. Fuck yeah. It sounds like the best, most relaxing thing. I have taken my mother-in-law to the dispensary by your house. Yeah. It was a bonding experience for me. I felt kind of privileged that I got to take my mother-in-law there and be like, this is how you do it. And you can pick this and you can ask them what you're looking for. I get why millennials feel like it's a really nice bonding experience with their families. And I love that this stigma, especially for women, is going away. Thanksgivings would be so much better if half my family were just a little bit stoned. Absolutely. The amount of hangups and anxiety that families deal with, that's why you and I turn to it at certain times. It sounds like we have a substance abuse issue and we say like it helps me parent better. I can parent well without it, but also it does help me parent better. It helps me get out of like, I need to do X, Y, Z, and all these other things and be like, yeah, let's be silly for a little bit, Sebby. Let's play cars. Let's do funny voices. Yeah, and I've seen somebody getting their parents stoned and going to a movie or grocery shopping. And in this case, I just remember the mother being like, ha ha, this is so fun. Why didn't I do this sooner? I do think it's kind of an awesome bonding experience, to be honest with you. And also, how many times has being stoned done something bad, whereas being drunk can make you belligerent and angry? What's the worst that happens? You get the sillies and fall over. You eat a bunch of brownies and fucking fall asleep. (laughs) Who cares? You're not doing shots of Jack Daniels and starting fucking fights in your house. Or hitting a child with your car. Also, don't do anything and drive. Right. I'm not saying that those things don't happen, but I'm just saying the cases of what alcohol does versus what marijuana does, especially if you're not smoking it, because we do know there's risks in smoking anything. It's just funny how we don't think anything of sharing a cocktail with our family, and that can do more damage. I forgot one other point that they made, that a lot of these older women are turning to it because it increases their libido. And I'd be lying if I didn't say I also do that for the same reason. Take away menopause and just life being tired, being busy, all these other things. Then you add in hormonal imbalances, hormonal changes like menopause. Or just something that Lee and I went through. We've talked about this on the show before. It had been a little while since we had had sex. And that initial initiation, even though we've been together for so long, I was like, we got to do it. It's going to be weird. We just got to get over the weird. Marijuana is a way to get over the weird a little bit. It just is, even though you've known the person, if there's a break or anything or a child, anything that adds into that mix, no matter how much you love someone, the newness of it can feel awkward again. And they also said the body hangups when you've gone through changes in your body, maybe you're not as comfortable in your skin at that moment. The COVID-75. Right. It really does help you relinquish those insecurities. And be in the moment. Be in the moment of feeling and sensuality and all of that stuff. We'd love to hear from you guys. What do you think about this older group of women who are getting into weed? Do you know someone? Are you token up with your parents? How are you going to talk about it with your kids? We want to hear all about it. So send us an email at hello at momtouragepodcast.com. If you guys haven't heard, there's a writer's strike going on. We don't know how long it's going to go. For right now, we have new content coming our way, but we really don't know how long that's going to last either. It could stop at any point. So here are some classic things that you should go back and watch. If you haven't done Vanderpump in all of this, as a day oneer, I just want you to know you need to do Vanderpump. I watched my first episode on the plane. It is just so juicy. Never stops giving you what you want from a reality show. It had so many arguments 
seconds. I had to turn it off one time because this was a lot of arguments per capita. It has flown so under the radar for drama. I mean, episode one brings the drama. It is so good. It is about young people in LA who are waiters and everyone's cheating and fucking and lying. Getting lip injections. Just do it. If you haven't done it, you know what? If you have done it, start it over. That's always fun. This is one that people don't know about Glitch. I don't know what that is. Glitch was an Australian show. There's an Australian version and an American version, sort of like The Office. Both were good and different. It's a kind of zombie show, but it has a different twist on the zombie thing. I recommend starting with the Australian one. The American one went on a little longer than the Australian one. One more season. That last season, not great. I'm going to be honest with you, disappointing. But worth it to watch the whole thing. I don't want to give too much away. It's a very different twist to the zombie thing. Okay. So I just want you guys to know when I was putting my part of the list together, I really tried to not turn to my usual classics like Roni and stuff like that because you guys know that about me. Honestly, if at this point it hasn't made you rewatch it, this list isn't going to do it. So I tried to give you some different options. So the next one I'm giving you now is The Great. It's the fictionalized story of Catherine the Great, Empress of Russia. Season three was just released. That's the one with one of the Fannings. Elle Fanning. Right, yeah, yeah. She is phenomenal. She is so good. Nicholas Holt, what a babe. And he is so good. The show is fun and it's modern in a way, unlike Bridgerton. It's not like they're doing classical versions of modern day pop songs. Incredible acting from multiple people. There's a twist in this season that fucking breaks my heart and I literally couldn't breathe when it happened. I went, <gasps> and Matt was asleep and I said, did you see it? Did you see it happen? He's like, yeah, 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 it happened. Good night. It's on Hulu. It's great. Okay, so Lost. There's recently been an article that came out about how terrible and toxic and toxic the set of Lost was, which is what made me think of it. I did not have a TV when Lost was out and I think I've told the story. I had a friend that I bailed out of jail and then put in rehab. That's a fun story. Yes. And when he was trying to be sober, we couldn't go out anymore like we used to. So we would have cooking at home, watching Lost because he had the whole season. And that's when I first saw Lost. And it stands up as a great show. It's a really good show. I don't like the last episode. And I think maybe read the article. I'm curious to maybe go back after reading the article and see if I could see it through the lens of that popping through the show. It might be interesting. I loved, loved, loved that show when it came out. I thought it was so great. I'm a big J.J. Abrams person, believe it or not. Me too. Okay, one I haven't done. You can't call yourself a self-respecting Jersey girl and never have done it. The Sopranos. I feel like I just need to finally fucking do it. I love The Sopranos. Woke up this morning. I haven't seen all the episodes, but I was a Sopranos fan when it came up. I stopped at the James Gandolfini rest stop on my way upstate. There you go. Always sunny. I rewatch that all the time. I know. It's my go-to, like I'm in a hotel room, I don't know what to watch. It's my long order. There's never been an episode where I haven't guffawed at least twice. Even if it's not my favorite episode, there's always something, whether it's a Danny DeVito moment or something where I just have a nice guffaw. Yeah, I watched the Dumpster Baby episode last night. A classic. Also, best episode in the entire trajectory of Ole Sunny for me is The Gang Gets Invincible, which I think is season three, episode two. And it's the one where they try out to be on the Eagles <laughs> and Danny DeVito <laughs> takes LSD or something and then goes in the McPoyle RV just like loses his mind and Artemis is there and Green Man comes out. Yeah. <laughs> One of my all-time favorite episodes. Guys, if you haven't done it, Succession, which just ended, and although it wasn't a happy ending necessarily, it was exactly what it should have been, I think. I think it was some of the best writing ever. Actually, episode three of this last season, I think that's the best writing I've ever seen on television. It was so fucking good. It was good. It was 
so good. I mean, now's the time. It's very bingeable. It's like 10 episodes in four seasons. Arrested Development. Again, fucking fantastic show. You know what? I just recently rewatched it. I can't fucking stand Jason Bateman and Will Arnett after listening to, what's their show called? Smartless. They're all insufferable except for, I forgot his name, Seth, not McFarlane, whatever his name is. The other two are such assholes and it makes it really hard to watch again. I know, but it's funny. It's so good. Okay, this was a Matt suggestion. Six Feet Under. I referenced just the other day, I said, you should watch this show to somebody. I reference this show all the time. This is a Matt one. I've never done it. He was like, let's do it during COVID. And I was like, I don't think I can handle this right now. The beginning of every episode is a different weird death. And it haunts me because I'll be changing a light bulb and I'll be like, oh, somebody fell off a chair. They died on Six Feet Under. I mean, it has Peter Krause, which is really all I need in a show. Peter Krause. You got to say it like that. Krause. Him and Lauren Graham were together forever and they just broke up. For so long, I know. When I was in LA, I saw them filming, what's the Fox show he's on, 911? Oh, yeah, yeah. We were walking around downtown on a weekend and they were filming a big car accident and I just shouted, it's Peter Krause! <laughs> And I'm pretty sure he heard me. I'm sure he loved that. He didn't seem to, to be honest. Weeds. Matt loves that show too. I was late to the Weeds game and watched it later. I haven't done it. It's great. There was a writing season where they fired the main writer and then it got weird. Then they got a new writer then it got good again. Just long haul it. I realize there is not really one Showtime show that I've ever fully been into. Because Weeds was Showtime, wasn't it? I think so. Even Yellow Jackets, I've tried. It's just so violent. I just don't like this recent season. I like the other seasons. I really liked what I watch, but I just couldn't handle all the gore. It was too much for me. All right, when you need something just lighthearted and absolutely comforting and just young people being young people and having fun, the original Jersey Shore. I'm going to piggyback on that and say, rewatch any MTV's True Life. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> True Life, I got calf implants. True Life, I'm dating a little person. True Life, I have a Jersey Shore rental. Calf implant one takes up space rent free of my brain. <laughs> the one that not enough people reference is True Life, I'm dating a little person. Which I don't know if that's what they formally called it, because I don't think we called people little people then. But fuck, that show is absurd. It's so good. Okay, so you guys know I fall asleep at night watching either The Office or Always Sunny or something. And I just couldn't bring myself to do The Office for the five millionth time just starting it over again. So I went back to How I Met Your Mother and I'm really enjoying it. I hate that show. Hate that show. Why? I don't know. What is there to hate? I don't like it. I don't like Ted Mosby. It's kind of like New Girl. I love New Girl and I don't really like Zoe Deschanel. Ted Mosby annoys the shit out of me. But all the other characters, it's such a nice story. It's enjoyable. It doesn't take a lot of thought. My next one, especially when you're depressed, when Trump was elected, I started this for the first time and it really got me through. Friday Night Lights. A classic I have not done. Ashley, oh my God, you are missing out. Am I? Yes, you really are. You got to get past the first episode because I started the first episode and I was like, this is a fucking show about football and I'm not going to be into it. I know. After episode one, it's no longer really about football. I promise. But the first episode, I was like, I'm not going to like this. By episode two, you're in. You're good. There are people that swear it's the greatest show. It's such a good show. I was weeping. Okay. But you got to get past episode one. So Matt and I just started that politician show, which came out in 2020, the one with Gwyneth Paltrow. Maybe after that, we'll do Friday Night Lights because we always need one that we're doing together. It's uplifting. Where do I watch Friday Night 
Twilight's Netflix? I think so. I mean, Minka Kelly. I could look at Minka Kelly all day long. It brings you down. It brings you up. But overall, it feels good in the body. It makes you happy. I'm going to end on this one. Another show that has just ended that I feel such a kindred connection to. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which I think you don't like, right? I'm medium on it. I love that show so much. It ended so nice. It really is very enjoyable. Sometimes I go back and I just watch the episode where Midge and Lenny Bruce finally have sex because it is just so good to me. Her whole relationship with Lenny Bruce, Luke Kirby, who plays Lenny Bruce. Sex on a stick, baby. Except in the new Gossip Girl because everything about that show is so joyless. But he is just so good. Did a movie with Seth Rogen, in fact. That's weird. I'm Michelle Williams. Anyway, that's what I'm ending. Do you have anything to end on? No, that's it, boo. Hashtag swag bag. Carabiners. Yes, but why? When we went to Disney World, I got them because we were going to get the cups for the hotel that you can refill throughout. And I knew that I was going to want to carry it around with me, but I didn't want to have to put it in my bag. So I carabinered the handle to the outside of my backpack or the outside of my bag or the stroller. Smart. And then you could carry your water bottle around when it was empty without it taking up extra bulk. And my whole family was like, this is a brilliant idea. I was like, thank you. I came up with it myself. And then on this trip, I had a baseball cap and I had a neck pillow, I clipped it onto the loop of my backpack. So it was hanging off the outside of my backpack because I didn't want to crush my hat inside my bag. And the neck pillow, what do you do? You wear it on your neck. So I had it hooked on there. And then when I got to the yoga retreat, hooked my water bottle to the outside of my thing and I had a thing. So carabiners for the win. I use them for my keys. So you're right. They are good. I was just curious why you picked that. I got a water pick, not the name brand. I got one on Amazon linked in our show notes that was like $21. When I first got a water pick years and years and years ago, which if you don't know what a water pick is, it's a water flosser. It flosses your teeth with water instead of a string. When I got braces, they gave me one that was a whole tank and it had a cord to the pick. It was such a huge thing to have to deal with. So I never used it, but I bought one that the water container is in the handle. You charge it, but it's cord free once it's not charging. That's the one that I have. And Matt the other day was like, does it really work? And I said, look, I don't know if it's as effective as regular flossing, but I won't floss. I don't floss. I don't enjoy it. It feels terrible. I don't like flossing. If you like to get fucked in the mouth with water, you'll love a water pick. I mean, I use the water pick every day. And even if it doesn't get every single thing, the fact that I'm actually doing it every day as opposed to flossing, which I do once every six months. Yeah, I hate flossing too. I think it's already better for me. Give me the water pick all day, every day. Plus, if you want to scare your pet, use like right at them. And you can even put your mouthwash in there and use that. Or vodka. Or vodka. Oh, ideas. <laughs> All right, friends. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. Okay, that's our show today, folks. Thank you so much for giving us a listen. Please do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe or follow. We are out here on our own and these things really, really matter. We want to hear from you. Tell us what you want to hear. Email us at hello at momtouragepodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, all at Momtourage Podcast to hang out with us all week long. We are here for you. You are not alone. We got you. So go ahead, girl. Know this posse is behind you and go slay. Momtourage is a Cafe Mom podcast written and produced by Ashley Herring-Smith and Carrie Sotero. Recorded and mixed by Lee Mars. Our theme song, MILF, is by the band Mama Drama. You can find them on Instagram at mamadramaband or mamadramaband.com.
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.